the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton with the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. Uh, Here we are with Isaiah 61. Uh, Just so thankful to be here with you again on another Saturday afternoon. Saturdays for for me uh, during the summertime are usually spent outside, uh, you know, because I, I discovered uh, years ago that the more time I spend in the sun, the stronger and healthier I become. And so I, I usually tend to spend uh, almost every day uh, just sitting in the sun. Uh, you know, if you ever want to see a, a, a African-American man peel, just just come see me every Monday. I'm usually peeling, and uh, but that that dose of that good sunshine, that vitamin D, has uh, helped sustain me through my health battles, and uh, has taken me to a point in in my life where you know I just I have energy, you know, and sometimes I have energy. I, I I sleep with the sun, so when the sun comes up, it's hard for me to sleep, and and uh, so therefore I have long days in the summertime, and I I really enjoy it. Uh, I want to just start off this broadcast is uh, just uh, just explain to you about some of the things that. That 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 we do. Uh, one of the things that we started doing uh, years ago was a, a comprehensive summer program. Uh, we noticed that like a lot of kids, we had a, a little kids club that met every Saturday called Kids for the Kingdom, and the kids would come in and and uh, we would spend an hour and a half, two hours with them, you know, you know, playing games, eating lunch together, sharing biblical points, uh, following them up. Uh, and when they're in school or their sports games and just trying to be a part of their life. But we noticed in the summertime that, you know, that our kids really didn't have anything to do. Uh, a lot of summer programs are expensive and they, they, uh, you know, most parents need to sign up for them way in advance. And that's just not the trademark of the parents, uh, in, in, in our neighborhood. They just, they tend to wait till the last minute and things are full. And, and so then the kids are there and statistics show that, from an educational uh, standpoint, kids lose can lose up to, you know six months to two years of of, uh, of 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 classroom advancement. You know, over the course of a summer, just sitting around being quote unquote just brain dead, just sitting around. So, uh, but you also notice that you know life is more than about your grades and your education and and and, and what you do. You know, uh, life for us as believers is about purpose. It's about Finding that which we're to do, then doing it well. And uh, I remember my mother used to always quote Dr. Martin Luther King, say, well, you know, be the best at whatever you are, whether it's a janitor, uh, whether it's a doctor, but, you know, be the best. And my mother said, that's all I want you to do is to is to be the best. And, uh, you know, some, I learned so much 
from people that are quote unquote not the best, meaning that they may have had like a a general labor job or something like that. But man, those guys taught me a lot growing up because I spent a lot of my time with older guys uh, hustling. You know, I mean, I would just you know the guy next door was a he was a plumber and. I would go with him, and he'd do side jobs, and I'd carry his tools, and and I'd, I'd bust up floors, and and do all those all those other little things that 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 you did as a helper, trying to earn that little bit of money. But in between, I got a lot of wisdom. You know, I got to learn about raising kids and marital problems, and and all kinds of stuff. And uh, and so we we said, well, we have one spirituality takes a hit too, because you know in the summertime. Church attendance goes down. Sunday school usually is not that active. And so we started looking at what does it take really to be successful? What does it really take to be successful? And we and I came up with these three three E's. I said, you know, I said, you know, it takes education. It takes uh, exercise and it takes enlightenment. Enlightenment means you come to the point you become aware of who you are and what your purpose is, you know, on this planet. And so we came up with a formula that said. Three E, you know, exercise, education, enlightenment to the power of Jesus Christ equals success. And and that's what we choose to emphasize during the eight week summer program that, that we launched. Uh, you know, I originally launched this program as 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 a youth worker, you know, spent a lot of years working with Youth for Christ, hospitality house, things like that. And that's what I'm known for around the nation is our urban youth work. I wanted to develop a program that any small church could use because in my since I had been placed into this arena of the small church and I noticed that a lot of times when when I would go looking for I would go looking for uh, material, Sunday school material, teaching material, you know, it's hard to find anything, you know, for an urban church. You know, urban church meaning you may be predominantly African American, but you know, you have some other nationalities in there too and you want them to know that God loves them too. And you're trying to find some things, and it's kind of hard. You usually had to take some material and then rewrite it. But it is even harder to find something for a small church. You know what I mean? They go in there, you know. I mean, the VBS kit is my whole budget for VBS. You know what I mean? They're just about a kit. And then, you know, I don't have the numbers the kit sustains. And it's just a whole different thing. And so, as we were looking and searching and, and, and developing this thing, you know, we ran three deep the first year for, you know, just $3,000. And then we, saw we had a potential to turn into a leadership tool. And so what we do, and I want you to understand what we do is that is that our goal is that every kid that comes through that door, we are trying to develop them to really run, to eventually run the organization. And 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 I'm happy to say that after thirteen years, God has allowed us to raise up a lot of indigenous leaders and to the tune to whereas, you know, once again, as I was, this week we were in staff training. I looked at my staff and I can remember all of them when they were second and third grade um, kids in the program. And now they're staff people. You know, my director was one of the first kids in the in the program. Uh, you know, he's you know 22, just graduated from college. He's going to be handling the program direction. And so it's good to raise up leaders and, and see them come in and take a spot and come back to the community. Because that's what we emphasize. Come back to your community and lead others to victory. And uh, so that's what we do for eight weeks. We start Monday. If you know anybody uh, in, you know, in the North Minneapolis area or, you know, want to get dropped off, we go from nine 30 to four 30. We charge $75 for the whole summer. Yeah. And that includes meals, fields, trips, everything like that. 
And uh, and so we 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 make it affordable. We do that because we preach the gospel. Uh, you know, people try to imitate our model and they love our model, but they don't like the fact that we use Jesus. You know, I've been told time and time again that I could that people would love the fun what I do because educationally my numbers are great. Kids pick up six months to a year in reading and math. Um, you know, I I have about right now seventeen scholars in in college. Uh, most of the kids that graduate through our program, you know, end up getting scholarships, academic scholarships. Uh, their ACT scores are three to five points higher than the national average. Uh, so we 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 do the results that you would like to see uh, tangibly, but at the same time, we don't back up off the name of Jesus. We just don't back up off that. You know, this program is a way that we that we worship God, that we worship him by giving back and living our lives in front of others and teaching them how to also live their life for the king. And uh, and with that comes, you know, we we struggle in the giving category. You know, we lost a grant this year. that was a a big part of what we do, uh, but we're still going to push through with the program and just believe God to supply our needs as we go through. And I just want to share that because I want to blend that in like what we talked about last week. Uh, when my son was here, you know, administrator of the school system, we talked about worship. Worship changes your life. We we just just to recap, we we kind of made worship that fifteen minute thing in most churches, and mine is forty five minute that deal that happens somewhere between thank you for coming and and uh and hello, how you doing? And 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 that's worship to sing some songs, to have some instruments, but God commanded us to worship him before they even got out there and started inventing different instruments and everything like that. You know, when you look at the early, how the tabernacle was set up, there was not a time for praise and worship service in the tabernacle. They were not, that's something David instituted later on, uh, the 24-hour singing and, and everything like that. You know, it was just you worshiped God. You gave your worship to God by how you lived your life, by your obedience. You know what I mean? That's, that's how it was there. Uh, one of my favorite verses is Romans uh, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And I'm reading from the New Living Translation. It says this, so, And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You know, when you get in here and you look at it, it said, this is truly the way to worship him, right? You worship him by allowing your your your, your body to be a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Meaning you don't take this, this temple, how you live your life, you know, where, where, where do you walk? How do you talk? You know, where do you go? You know, I mean, that that determines a, a, a determination there. And so uh, a lot of times we we develop uh, multi-personality disorder early in life. So we we act one way in school. We learn how to act another way at church. We act another way at home or the neighborhood. And we just have these different personalities or 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 is the, the you know, we become hypocrites. We wear masks. You know, we know we know what to put on, what not to put on. And instead of us being the same, our, our God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And and it's the same. And so people find it hard sometimes. Um, my son, uh, he's he's a, he's an up-and-coming comedian. You know what I mean? And I, I appreciate what he does because you know, he, stays, he stays clean. And my prayer for him is that he does stay clean. And, 
that's his reputation amongst other comedians that he is clean and he tries to witness it in the best as he can. But he had a, a, a little preview and it was just good to hear these guys uh, admonish the fact that he was clean, that, that he doesn't cross the line. But uh, our my company, uh, our, our concrete company sponsored, was a sponsor for the event. So I had to get up there and share about the company. And I just shared with them that the reason why we started the company was not to make money, but to make to make you know, we just got tired of trying to raise money every year to support our leadership development program. So we just figured we start a business and we take the profits from the business and fund fund the nonprofit. You know what I mean? And that way, you know, we don't have to be at the mercy of, of the funding community every time we go, whether or not we use the name of Jesus. And in the midst of just sharing that and, and, and doing that, you know what I mean? They, they, you know, people just looked and said like, wow, your dad, they said, you know, your dad is funny. He, Cause I said some things, I said some things, some topics about how he was born, sex or whatever. And uh, and so, and then my, my, my son was like, yeah, that's my pops. He's the same no matter what. And they said, no way. He wouldn't say that at the pulpit, would he? And my son said, oh, he was tame tonight. You know what I mean? But I, the same way I talk on the radio, the same way I talk at home, the same way I talk in the pulpit, I don't, you know, my voice doesn't change. Uh, you know, my verbs don't get longer. You know, I, I don't. I, I'm just me. I've, I've learned that who I am in Christ, and that's who I am. You know what I mean? And that's what I'm going to give you. I'm not. I'm, and so we try to teach young people early: don't get into the habit of wearing masks. You know what I mean? You you around your friends, so you act this way because you know. And then you get by church people, you act another way. You know what I mean? You know, be who God has created you to be, and that's what we try to emphasize in 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 three deep. And we start with them young and early, but we also emphasize leadership. You know, we 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 put them in a position to learn how to lead so they can get to a point so that they can be excellent in, in, uh, in, in what they do. And I'm proud to say that, you know, our, our, our kids have no problem winning scholarships and, and, uh, and getting scholarships because of the level of excellence that they operate in and they know how to carry themselves. But that's how every believer should be. You know what I mean? Because when we're leading our life, when we're, when we're living our life in a way that it can be said, can be said, living in holy sacrifice. I'm not gonna get deep into, you know, how our sacrifice had to be perfect before God had to sit in a pen, you know, seven days and make sure that it you know, had no blemishes, you know, because you know what you offer God. And it's the same way with our lifestyle. When we present our bodies that way, that we make sure that there are no blemishes, you know, no blemishes in our walk. We make sure that there's we we hadn't hide no skeletons in the closet. You know what I mean? I'm not confessing my sins on social media, but you know what I mean? I, I do have a group of people that I'm with. I help to hold me accountable. Uh, I can I can get the help that I need because I want my life to be pleasing unto you. I want it to be holy and acceptable, not unto my wife, not unto my children, not unto uh, my bosses or elders, but unto God. You know, that's, that, that that he is my standard bearer. He is the thing that I go to. I want to make it pleasing and acceptable to him. And so when we do this, that is the way you truly worship God. You know, we can't get caught up in the songs and the instruments and the things. They're great. I love them. You know what I mean? You, you catch me bouncing my head all the time. Uh, but, you know, I can't get away from the fact that it's my lifestyle. That I'm living my way life in such a way that no one even has to bother to wonder about whether, I, whether I'm a Christian or anything. It's just that they stay around me long enough. They know that I bow my knee to to a higher power, you know, and 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 in in the midst of this and in applying this and learning this, this only can be attained as we submit ourselves 
to discipleship. We submit ourselves to someone else. And I know that's hard nowadays, you know, because you never know how true a person is, you know, how well they're going to handle your soul. You know what I mean? But that's where faith comes in at. So as we roll up on the break and we take a break, take a little while, listen to some announcements. I want you to just ponder on this as we come back. And I just want to talk about more ways that we use our life to worship the Lord and how to make that, that path. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Enjoy. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Turning Point with Dr. David Jeremiah is our Ministry of the Month through June. Listen live between 4 and 6 p.m. weekdays for your chance to win some cool prizes from Turning Point, including Dr. David Jeremiah's new book, Revealing the Mysteries of Heaven. Catch the show every weekday morning on the Ministry Morning at 9.30, right here on AM 980 The Mission. And be sure to find more info at davidjeremiah.org or click the program tab online at am980themission.com. Hey, welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton. Um, you know, I, I, I opened up the broadcast on my house, spend my Saturdays outside. You know, usually I'm at a track meet. Uh, this Saturday, while you listen to this, I'll be down in Rochester, Minnesota with a group of kids. Um, we'll be participating in the start of North Games uh, track meet. And I have another group of kids who will be at the AAU uh, uh, state qualifier meet, and, and they'll be running. And, and it's, it's, a, it's a joy. I, you know, once it keeps me in the sun, so I, I enjoy that. But the other thing is that, you know, just the, you know, just how the great biblical lessons you can uh, teach out, out, of, out of sports, and spe- especially in track and field, you know what I mean? Because, you know, and uh, and and that's just been one of our greatest leadership development tools that we had, and developing leaders and and getting the older ones to lead the younger ones, and and uh, getting them to focus on hard work. And usually, if a kid spends a track season with us, then he joins some of our other programs, and uh, we have an opportunity to to really see their lives just shaped and changed. And, and we've gone on to produce some real good runners. Uh, you know. Good. I I would honestly say that we were, we were one of the best teams in the state. You know what I mean? You know, and our name of our team is Eagles Wings because you know we say we will run and not grow weary. You know what I mean? We you know we don't hide uh, that our team is based on Christian principles and our coaches are, are, are believers. But you know you don't have to be a believer to be on a team. You know we use it as a way of evangelism. We also use it as a way of, of discipleship. You know, and before the break, I said, you know, you, know, you have to put yourself in a position to be discipled, to, to live that life, to, to know what it is to live a life. I, I got a lesson one time. You know, you, when you get these lessons, you never forget them, right? When you know, the Holy Spirit speaks to you, and it's not no audible voice, so, you know, he sent me a six-CD set. You know, it just it just was a, a, a simple little thing, right? So I go to Mexico, right? We go to Mexico. We're down. We got a group of kids. We're taking down to South Padre Island. For a spring break trip, uh, I'm with I'm with the I'm with our suburban 
leg of our ministry, Campus Life, and uh, they needed they needed you know more, you know chaperones. So they know I'm an enforcer. So I come to on a trip and we go over to Mexico and we get over there and we get on this uh we get on this bus, you know, which is a converted 15 passenger van, but it's a bus. And we look around. This guy got Bible verses all over the van, pages from the Bible, different statues of Peter, Mary, you know, everybody. You know what I mean? You know this dude goes to church, right? You know, and this, you know, this is there. And, man, this guy started that bus up and started driving. Oh, my goodness. Man, he was driving like a maniac, you know. And we were like, oh, my goodness, man, this guy called himself a Christian driving like this. Where's his testimony? You know what I mean? You know, this truly he is not leading his life. You know, he's not driving for the glory of God. We got off that bus, man. We were so happy to get off that bus. We was like, woo, we got out there. And we went shopping, did our thing, you know, wandered around, ate a meal, got back, got on another bus, right, got on another bus. And he started up and he drove. Man, that second guy made that first guy look like a little old lady driving. That second guy, man, was driving so crazy, man, and everything like that. And we all, no one said nothing. We all got off that bus and we all repented of what we said about our first driver. Our first driver drove like Jesus because <laughs> that other one was driving like the demon. And so, but when I say that to say this is that I realized that from my perspective, you know, from my, you know, uh, you know, at the time, Houston, Texas-based perspective, this guy driving was heinous, right? But amongst his peers, amongst his peers, you know what I mean, his driving was angelic, you know what I mean? And I said, and so if you're not familiar with a certain industry, a certain way, you know, you know, you know, I look, be honest, I look at, at my son sometimes and be like, it's just too carnal for me, you know what I mean? But his friends look at him and say, wow, you know, this is the most spiritual cat I ever know. He prays with me. He does stuff like that to me. Because in the area, that, and, and people come around me and doubt my spirituality because they say I'm so mean and I'm so I'm so gruff at times, you know what I mean? Whereas everybody else looks at me as I'm the nicest, sweetest person in the world. Because of the nature of the ministry that I'm in and because of the people I'm around, I have to carry myself in a kind of different way, you know what I mean, than, than, than most do, you know what I mean, you know. And so to others who may not have to carry themselves that way, I look like I'm I'm a bully or a thug or something like that, you know what I mean. But others that, that in that vein look at me as being nice and soft and compassionate and everything like that. And as Paul said, you know, you can't judge yourselves among yourself. You have to judge yourselves by the word of God. And sometimes we judge people by our own standards, our own culture, and we look at how they are and they, and, and we set that thing. You know, he said, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. You know what I mean? Let God transform you. As God works on you, God, God's going to create in you what needs to be in you to accomplish what you need to accomplish. You know, some of the guys that I'm around that, that I had an opportunity to minister to, you know, they're not listening. They won't listen to certain people. You just got to come at them hard or don't come at all. You know what I mean? And they just have to have that, you know. And so, therefore, in that vein, you know, I'm an effective minister. Now, you try to take me out and have me minister to another crowd with this same type personality or the same type, call, that I, I won't fit. It's it's just not going to happen. You know, it, it's not going to happen. You know what I mean? It's, it's like trying to get a, a youth worker to go run children's church. It ain't going to happen. You know what I mean? It, it's just because because his, his whole 
he's been equipped to do this and he can put them in a different vein. It's like taking our military and putting them in a country and telling them they're police officers. You know, they're military. They're used to conquering and winning. They're not used to policing, you know what I mean, and just walking around. So it, it's, it, you, you, have, you have to understand what has God equipped you for. And that's where the discipleship process comes in. And that's where it comes. And I, and I realize that, you know, as I talk to people, it's, it's hard to, to, to give another man or woman that kind of, that kind of uh, authority in your life, that kind of leeway in your life, you know, because human beings disappoint us. They, you know, I tell people I mentor, I will let you down. You know, I mean, let's just let's just get to that the thing. I will let you down, but hopefully, through the midst of that, we can both grow. You know, and we can understand what it is that God wants us to do, and not get so caught up with what the world expects out of us. You know, I mean, we're going to do some things that look like the world. I mean, we breathe, we walk, we wear clothes, we do. You know, I mean, the things like that. But you know, it, when when He says don't copy the behavior and the customs, that's a whole lot of different things. You know, I, I may have on, you know, uh, the latest shoe and the outfit but it doesn't mean i have to behave like them you know my life should always bring glory and wisdom to god i should always be worshiping him worshiping by how i lead my lifestyle how obedient i am to his word and how uncompromisingly i love him hey this weekend is in the midst of there you mourn along or doing whatever you do take a little time and evaluate your life and say is god getting glory out of this god bless you guys see you next week Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.